Welcome to Keeping It Israel, brought to you by First Century Foundations. This weekly podcast explores how your Christian faith connects to Israel and why standing with Israel matters. Now here's your host, Executive Director of First Century Foundations, Jeff Feuders. Well, welcome to the podcast today. My name is Jeff. I'll be your host. And uh, my guest today is a returning guest. He is uh, no stranger to those of you who have followed the podcast on a regular basis or to those of you who watch uh, the First Century Foundation's television show. Isaac Karasanti is a tour guide extraordinaire from Haifa, Israel. And uh, Isaac, it's great to have you back with us today. Thank you very much, Jeff. This is my pleasure. Well, Isaac, I, uh, you know, introduced you as a tour guide extraordinaire. Also, uh, you know, our very good friend, we uh, have spent a number of uh, days and hours together in Israel. But uh, being a tour guide in the last year and a half or so has not been all that extraordinary a, uh, a task. Tell us a little bit about what's been happening in the tourism industry in Israel. Okay, thank you for asking, Jeff. Uh, wow, this is a tough question. <laughs> you know that uh, tourism in Israel is dead since March of uh, 2020, when we decided uh, to close uh, the borders to, to Israel, to close Ben Gurion uh, Airport, and not to allow any any tourist to to come to Israel. Uh, in March 2020, we thought maybe this will take a month or two, maximum three months and then back uh, to business. Never happened. Then, uh, you know, we lost our jobs, we lost our uh, incomes within overnight. So we came to the government and said, you know, you need to do something uh, to support us. Our government, in the very beginning, didn't want uh, to give us uh, any help. They say, no, tour guide is not a a profession. You can do uh, something else. To make a long story short, eventually the government decided to give some help to tour guides uh, in Israel. They began to pay us like minimum wage uh, every month until uh, July of 2021. Okay? And then they said, okay, from July 2021, we will make what we call a pilot. So they said, we are going to, to open the sky only for 600 tourists per month. So every month we will allow up to 600 tourists to come to, to Israel. We said, how come? It's, it's ridiculous. Because uh, in 2019, for example, we had in Israel 4.5 million tourists in that year. So you can make the calculations, 4.5 million divide by 12. You see how many people mm-hmm. came to Israel every month. So uh, 600 uh, every month is nothing. Yeah. And they limited it. So you can come only uh, in a group, and a group is up to 30 people. So you can have maximum 20 groups a month uh, in Israel. So it's ridiculous because uh, we're more than uh, uh, 12,000 guides uh, in Israel. You allow only 20 groups a month. It's ridiculous. And then the government said, okay, now, because we, we, we opened the sky, then you don't get any more help from, from the government. And then they, they said, okay, only from people who are older than 45 years old, uh, they will get uh, some help. If you are younger than 45, no more. 
And then they started uh, to cut. So from, from July, we're talking about minimum wage. So from July, they cut 15% from that. August, another 15 more uh, mm-hmm. percent. And uh, September, that's the last month that uh, they give something. And then we came to the government, our uh, organization, and said, listen, this is not our fault that we are unemployed. You decided uh, to close the sky. You, you close the, the borders. You don't give us any option. How can we make uh, a living? We said we can take example from our neighbors. You see, for example, what is going on in, in Cyprus. You see what is going on in Greece, in Italy, in, in, in Turkey, for example. Over there, you know, between waves, between the, the, the peaks of the waves, they decided to open for, for tourism. And then our government said, no, you know, tourists can bring the disease to Israel. We say, how come? You know, let's take example from, from Greece. You know, all over the world, there are millions of people who are vaccinated. So why not open Israel for people who are fully vaccinated? You know what? If not, okay, PCR test. Okay, every tourist that come here must do the, the, the PCR. And if you are negative, let them uh, in. The government didn't want uh, to listen. And from the uh, uh, beginning of August, when we see the, the, the beginning of the fourth wave in Israel, they decided uh, to cancel this pilot uh, as well. So from August, nothing uh, at all. Mm. We had a meeting with our Minister of uh, Tourism and our Minister of uh, Finance. They came with an excellent solution. They say, okay, all the tour guides uh, uh, in Israel, there is no way how we can uh, help you. So they advised us to quit guiding and to find other jobs. Like what? To become to be taxi drivers, bus drivers, truck drivers. Nowadays, for example, Ministry of Tourism is offering us tour guides uh, in Israel to go and to make a bus driving license. It costs money. So they're willing to pay the cost of this uh, uh, project. And they say, you can become to be a bus driver, but you have uh, to commit yourself for a year to work in one of the bus companies uh, uh, in Israel. So this shows you the, the, the situation. If the Ministry of Tourism encouraging the tour guides to quit guiding, mm, yeah, you can understand <laughs> what is the situation here in Israel. Well, we we are uh, you know we're hoping beyond hoping beyond hope optimistic uh, that you know maybe by December things will have have progressed enough that uh, perhaps uh, they will begin to let groups in again. I mean this this pilot project that's happened over the last number of months was kind of our glimmer of hope and we sort of jumped on that uh, our travel agent came to us and said hey I have a, an approved tour. Um, you know, scheduled for December 5th to the 14th. Will you will you lead the tour? Will you come? And and of course, when he asked me that, when Avi asked me, I said, on one condition, you know, I, I have a friend who I want to be the guide because, you know, he hasn't worked in a year and a half. And so uh, so we, we did secure your services. You had to sort of, I think, juggle your schedule a bit because it was hard to fit us in. But uh, <laughs> yes, very <laughs> no, difficult. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Very difficult. 
Yeah. So so we do have we have a tour kind of on the books for December fifth to the fourteenth, and uh, uh, we're going ahead with the planning because we're praying that by you know the end of this uh, next sort of wave that things will uh, improve enough that we can go. The interesting thing, you know, Avi was sharing me about the pilot, that all of the thousands of tourists who came during this this pilot project, there was not one case of uh, of testing positive for COVID-19 among any of the tourists, yes. among any of the guides, among any of yes. the bus drivers. It yes. was totally 100% safe, yes. clean, yes. everything, yeah. So, so because of that, you know, we, we feel like um, that if things do begin to improve, that uh, we'll be able to go ahead. So this tour, just if you're listening, if you're watching, uh, we, are, we are accepting, uh, you know, deposits for the tour. We have some people already committed. Uh, I'll be co-leading the tour with my wife and also with Reverend Dr. Bill Morrow from uh, the Pentecostal Assemblies of Canada. It's going to be great if we can go. And uh, here's the thing, if, if for some reason the tour can't go forward, we certainly will be rescheduling for a time um, early next year would be the hope. And so, uh, you know, we're just we're just kind of really going to push and promote this for the time being until, uh, you know, all hope is taken away. But uh, at this point, you know, we're, we're moving forward. And Isaac, we're looking forward to have you as our guide again. Always a joy, always a, a pleasure. And so, um, yeah. Now, you've talked a little bit. We joked about we joked about this uh, uh, last week when we were chatting. You know, you said about the Ministry of Tourism being willing to train you as a bus driver. Uh, you know, if you went and did that and, and tourism came back, you could actually, uh, you could be a one man band. You could you could drive the bus, you could guide the tour. Uh, you could you could do the whole deal, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> Guiding and driving, yes. <laughs> there you go, there you go. Yes, yes. Um, anyway, right. we'll, we'll, uh, we'll see what happens there, but, um, Isaac, the um, the situation in Israel right now. Talk to us just a little bit about about uh, the fourth wave and how it's impacting uh, society again. There, you know, we we um, talked to you earlier in the in the summer, and there were like one or or zero cases per day some days. Yes. Uh, now, because of the Delta variant, um, it's it's gone up considerably. What's what exactly is happening there? because of this uh, Delta variant. And uh, there are two problems. Now is this Delta variant. And another problem, we have uh, many people in Israel that refuse. No matter what happens, they refuse to get vaccinated. Tell you, in Israel, we are 9 million people. 9 million people. We are a little bit more than 6 million adults plus 3 million uh, children. So when we talk about the 6 million uh, adults, we have 1.1 million adults that refuse to get uh, vaccinated. And this is a big problem. This uh, affects the entire uh, population because the uh, Ministry of Health keeps saying that if all the adults in Israel, or at least if more than 95% of the adults in Israel will be uh, vaccinated, every new variant will not affect us badly as it is uh, right now. With children, no problem, because you know, from the age of mm. 12 years old, 
and older than that, we have uh, no problem. The problem is this 1.1 million adults that refuse to get uh, vaccinated. And they wanted to make some laws against them, but you know, because of democracy, so uh, you have uh, uh, to give rights also for the minority. Uh, we cannot. So the government offered the money for people you know, to go and to get uh, vaccinated. These guys uh, refused. So right now they're trying to do something else, like uh, soon they're going to open the sky for Israelis to fly overseas. So they're going to make like a new law that only if you're fully vaccinated, then you can fly out from Israel as an Israeli, that you can go on vacation uh, to Europe or, or the States. If you're not vaccinated, you cannot uh, fly out uh, of Israel. Or uh, another law like uh, to go to a movie theater or to see uh, or to a cinema. Only people who are fully vaccinated can get in. So the idea is, you know, to, to, to limit the options for people who refuse to get uh, vaccinated. So the idea is they can go only, I don't know, to go to supermarket or to go to work and back home. So this maybe eventually will put enough pressure on them to change their mind and to go and to get uh, vaccinated. But I tell you, even now, you see, it affects, you see, many people uh, in Israel but general speaking, general uh, speaking, life in Israel, you know, is almost as usual. Like if we talk about uh, high tech, high tech has no damage. You know, they continue to work full time. If not from the office, then the engineers they work from their uh, from their homes. Uh, industry, right. like every industry, you know, everything is is usual. Factories are working uh, in Israel. Uh, the ports. You know, business uh, as, as usual. So people go to work and back from work and even the hotels. You know, we don't have any tourists from overseas. So they decided uh, to open for, for, for Israelis. So nowadays, about 90% of the hotels in Israel are open. And I tell you what, they are almost fully booked. Because for many of the Israelis, it is uh, difficult to go overseas. So they prefer to spend their vacation in, in Israel. Mm -hmm. So this is good for, for, uh, for the hotels uh, in Israel. Some hotels, like, you know, in Nazareth, for example, or in uh, Jerusalem, are still closed because they work only with uh, tourists and not with, uh, with Israelis. Yes. Hmm. Interesting. Well, it is quite a, quite a situation there. Now, the, the other thing that Israel has been... Um... Uh, sort of that everybody's watching Israel for is that uh, they were the first to approve this third uh, booster shot. And yes. um, initially it was for, you know, the elderly, for those who were immunodeficient or had other sort of underlying issues. But now um, the third the third booster uh, has been given to, I, I think the last time we talked, you were getting yours the very next day. And yes. they were going to be opening uh, to sort of 40 and up. I heard last week that they were open to 30 and up. What's what's the situation now with the with the, the booster shot in Israel? From yesterday, for everybody. From yesterday, it's open for everybody, everybody from 12 years old and, and up. For everybody. They want, by next week, 
to 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 vaccinate more than 50% of the the population for for the holiday and i think it's very good because uh, mm. you know they made some uh, serology test and you see people who had only uh, two uh, shots after a half a year you see the serology in in their blood went down to uh, 9 or 10 9 or 10 that means they have no protection against this uh, this uh, virus mm. and after the the third shot you see the serology in their blood went up to 2000 2300 so now they are the body is fully protected not only against delta against all other possible uh, variants that may enter uh, Israel. So me personally, I think this is a genius uh, idea to give this booster, this third shot mm. for the entire uh, population. Yes, and, and you see nowadays, you know, the, the people in Israel, they cooperate in 100%. You should see the lines, you know, in the centers when people get the, the third uh, booster, you know, everyone that I talk to, yeah, 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 well, we made an appointment to go in to get the, the third shot. No problem at all, except this 1.1 million adults that refuse uh, to get any uh, vaccination. Yeah. And when you have that number of adults, there's also many uh, children that um, are involved in that equation as well, right? The, so yes. If the, if the parents won't, the family doesn't. And so that's that can be problematic as well you know i i do want to be careful people watching people listening of course we um you know i personally believe that it's it is your choice whether you whether you get a vaccination or not um it's a very very difficult situation sort of for us to for us to be in in terms of um you know helping people navigate this and of course we we feel like um those decisions not to be vaccinated could have uh, impact, uh, you know, on the rest of society, which in, in many ways um, is, is problematic, doesn't seem, doesn't seem fair, some of those kind of things. However, um, you know, like your government is being careful not to, to legislate, I think governments around the world are, are struggling with that very same thing. And, and uh, um, in a, in a democratic country you know we we've i guess always had always had a group of people that um, you know uh, are suspicious of vaccinations uh, you know feel feel like that there's some reasons why maybe they shouldn't do those things and so on so so just you know if you're if you're listening we understand that uh, everybody has an opinion and we certainly uh, you know don't want to uh, to kind of ostracize anybody but um, you know there there are some ramifications i guess to to the greater society when uh, something like this is um, is on the table it's difficult because you know we we i guess we have short memories in some ways uh you know vaccinations in the past have totally eradicated diseases illnesses and um, um but people are, are struggling with this one because it came so quickly i think and uh there's there's all of these reasons but anyhow I guess I digress a little bit. I wanted to ask you um, about school. Uh, I know that um, that 
in Israel, they're they're waiting, hoping that school will start uh, as as normal. Has there been any uh, other decision made regarding that in light of the uh, in light of this fourth wave? Yes, uh, you know the schooling year starts in September the first, and uh, right now the, yes, that they are going to open it uh, on time. What they do, this something clever. Okay. They check all the children. All the children, you know, they are, they, you have the quick test that you can do at home. And they, all the parents already got this okay. kit and they have uh, to check their uh, kids. You know, we want to believe that parents will be responsible that if your uh, kid is uh, positive, you know, you will not send your kid uh, to school, although you have to go uh, to work. So we want uh, to believe that, uh, you know, people will not try to to, to cut edges, as, as, as we call it. And if the, the children are uh, positive, they will stay at home. Negative, they can go uh, to school. And now there is like a very big campaign in, in Israel, <clears throat> you know, for children, that explain the children that this is uh, for their benefit to, to get uh, vaccinated, like in order to protect grandpa and grandma, because kids start to understand that uh, even if, if they're sick, mm. nothing bad will happen to them. But this can affect their grandparents. Nowadays in Israel, there is a very big uh, campaign, yes. you know, like in, in the eyes of the kids that encourage uh, kids to get uh, vaccinated. And I can tell you, vast majority of uh, the, the kids, you know, you see on television, they are very happy to go to get uh, this uh, vaccination. But we have another problem with teachers. This is amazing because uh, 33% of the teachers in Israel refuse to get uh, vaccinated and they refuse to make PCR tests. And this, you know, my kids are all adults. I, I don't know if I would have kids that will have to go to elementary school or high school. Honestly, I don't know what I would do. Imagine to yourself. One third of the mm. teachers refuse to get vaccinated and they don't want to do the, the PCR tests. This is a very big uh, problem. Yeah, yeah. Well, this pandemic has been a challenge for all of us uh, around the world. And it's one of those things that um, uh, probably is probably is not going away anytime soon. However, we, we, I think, have more hope today than we did six months ago or even a year ago uh, that, that we will begin to manage this. I think that, uh, that there's, there's hope there. Um, let's circle back and, and talk about the tour a little bit because we are still three months, a little more than three months away from um, the tour happening December 5th to the 14th. And so, uh, you know, we want to encourage people who are listening that um, this really is something that still could move forward. Uh, we could see, you know, a drop in numbers. We could see a, a real change in Israel by, uh, you know, late October, early November, especially if you know, you guys locked down during the holidays. I think that probably is something that you're hoping won't happen. But, um, you know, if it did, perhaps uh, that will give an opportunity for the country to bounce back a little quicker. What do you think about that? And then we'll talk a little I, bit about the tour itself. 
I tell you, I have a very good feeling for, for December because uh, I believe that by the end of September, beginning of October, you know, after the, the, the holidays and with this booster, you know, whether we go for another lockdown, yes or not, I, I have a good feeling. I think that by October, we can go back to <clears throat> zero new cases uh, a day. And then I, I think that this time the government mm. will open the, the borders. You know, now we started to understand that this COVID-19 isn't going to disappear. Now, now in Israel, we started to understand that we have to learn to live with this COVID-19. We cannot defeat it. It will not go away. So we have to learn how to live with this uh, uh, virus. And Jeff, I tell you the truth, for December, me personally, I have a very good feeling. I have a very good feeling. I believe that if we go to zero cases a, a day, now and government understand the importance of uh, tourism to Israel, to the economy, they will open uh, the, the, the borders, I believe, even from, from November. Even if they go back to the old pilot, like uh, in July and August, excellent. You know what? Even now I say, mm -hmm. even if they will agree for six, seven, eight, nine hundred people a month, it's better than nothing. Yes. And the good thing is our tour is already on the schedule. Uh, it's on the books. It's been approved, provided, you know, the uh, provided the situation turns around. So, well, you know, if you're watching, you're listening, um, what you need to know is that there are a number of protocols that will be in place. You'll, of course, have to have uh, you'll have to be fully vaccinated. You will have to um, have a negative test 72 hours before departure on the 5th of December and then another negative test when you arrive in Israel. Um, they will do, um, I, I believe, two tests at the airport. They'll do a, 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 um, a serology test as well as a PCR test when you arrive. And uh, then, you know, we move to the bus. And what I've, what I've been told is that they're hoping that by December, uh, there will be a pinprick test that um, they can have the results back within about a half an hour, which means by the time you get your luggage and get on the bus with uh, Isaac and, and uh, Bill Morrow and myself, we'll have all of our results and we can go and begin to, uh, to tour the land. So um, this is going to be a great time together. We have a, a great itinerary planned. We'll be going to uh, Caesarea the day we arrive, staying in, in Isaac's hometown of Haifa on uh, on our yes. first night, which um, <laughs> is actually something I've never never done on a tour. I've never stayed in Haifa. So you're, you're excited because you yes. get to go home that night, right? No, I'm very excited to show you my hometown. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, from there, you know, we'll we'll move on to uh, to the Galilee. We'll walk in the footsteps of Jesus, and uh, we're also planning a little side trip up into the Golan Heights and uh, to Banias. There's some great new uh, discoveries that have been made uh, there at at Banias, right in front of the cave. Isaac, have yes. you been to see the 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 um, yes. the ruins of yes. the church there? Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Can't wait to have you uh, tell us yes. all about that. And I have great photographs. Ah, good, good. What they found at the Caesarea Philippi is, is amazing. Awesome, awesome. Well, we're looking forward to that. And then, of course, down into uh, Jerusalem for 
four nights and uh of course in jerusalem everywhere you look is uh something historic something that we can learn from uh we'll be visiting the uh the southern steps of the temple we'll be visiting the the archaeological park there the ofel and um so many other places the via della rosa and so on and so forth but you need to come you need to be a part of this tour one of the things i'm excited about is on the very last day we have a couple of options and if uh if you're interested in adding the uh the judea and samaria option we will be um for those uh, you know who sign up for that uh optional day tour going into uh see shiloh and um uh, an overlook of of um, uh, Nablus with Mount Ebal and Mount Gerizim. Isaac, we've been there with you uh, and done done a television show there, but I've never had the opportunity to take a tour group, so uh, we're we're really looking forward to uh, to that as well. Um, maybe just you know make a little appeal here. Talk talk to people about why they should come and. Uh, you know how life-changing and impactful that this this can be yeah I, tell you, I think that every person at least once in a lifetime must come to to israel and it's not a cliche uh, when you come to israel believe me this is going to change your life completely you will get uh, connected better to to the bible to the scriptures you see how the bible comes alive it's not just a story you see, the Bible will come alive. You will get connected to the sites. Uh, you will see that the stones, the ruins, will start to talk to you. And then I promise you, you will return back home as a new person. And after the tour, when you will return back home, when you will read the Bible, it will never be the same for you. That's, I guarantee. I I agree. Uh, this is why we do these tours. Uh, we love to uh, give people the opportunity to have that kind of experience. Now, Isaac, you've been you've been tour guiding for many, many years, and uh, this is probably an unfair question because I'm sure they're all your favorites. But but for you personally, what's what's the site that uh, that you enjoy uh, teaching people about the most? What pick one. <laughs> Jeff, all the biblical sites, all the biblical sites are my favorite. And you know what? I will answer you with a question. Suppose that you have 10 children. They will come to you and say, Jeff, who is your most favorite child? You have 10. Give me one. Can you choose on, on, only one who is your most favorite child? Of course not. <laughs> For me, I tell you, the Bible is the most important thing in my life. So all the biblical sites, if this has connection to the Bible or heritage of Israel, is definitely my favorite. Well, that is a very, very, very political response, but uh, <laughs> I do understand where you're coming from. I, yeah, but you you pulled you pulled the rabbi trick with me. You know, you answered a question with a question. That's Jesus used to do that too. <laughs> well, Isaac, uh, thanks for joining us on the podcast today, and 
uh, I want to just, uh, you know, encourage people again. This Isaac will be our guide when we tour in December. And we are looking forward to spending those uh, 10 days or so with him. I know that you are going to learn so much from him if you come on this tour with us. Uh, you can go to our website um, and find out information about the tour. All of the uh, itinerary is there. The cost is there. There are some uh, documents that will help you understand the different protocols that we will all have to um, uh, sort of uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The different protocols that we will all have to sort of abide by. And uh, we, you know, promise to make it as easy as possible for you when you're coming. And it's going to be a great time together with myself, my wife, Sharon, and uh, Dr. Bill Morrow. And of course, the uh, amazing Isaac Carasanti. Thank you very much, Jeff. And I'm so looking forward to seeing you here soon. As I said, I have a wonderful feeling. This time, I'm telling you, we will see you here in Israel this coming December for sure. Awesome. Well, we are looking forward to that. And uh, Isaac, thanks for being with us. Say hello to, uh, to Dina for me. And uh, you guys stay safe, stay healthy. Take care. Thank you. <laughs> Same to you and to your family. Israel. That meaningful name is mentioned more than 2,300 times in the Bible. It is from this land, nation, and people that Christianity emerged some 2,000 years ago. But since that time, Christianity has become mostly disconnected from Israel, and without an understanding of the Jewishness of Jesus and our Hebraic foundations, so much of the depth and meaning of the Bible is lost. First Century Foundations is committed to helping Christians reconnect and stay connected to Israel. We invite you to subscribe to our YouTube channel where you can view our TV programs and weekly video podcasts, Keeping It Israel. Follow us on Facebook and our other social media platforms. Let's reconnect to Israel and stay connected. Find out more at firstcenturyfoundations.com.